Hola, hola. Welcome to the Bruja Broadcast. This is Dion. And Sasha. Join us today as we serve up some Brujeria Latina with a side of astrology and herbology bundled with some stories and sass. Hola, hola. Welcome back. Hi. Good to be back. So good to see ya. And today we are going to be discussing moons, types of moons, um, what you can do with them, maybe a couple myths or just kind of what goes right. in information. So I think that lots of people work with the moon um, and it's an easy and even people that aren't necessarily brujas, you know, they, they notice moons. Like I always remember um, my kids like kindergarten teacher or something. She's like, wow. Oh, that day's a full moon. No, we can't do that that day. And I was like, oh, like you follow the moon. I was just like super excited thinking like I discovered she was like into witchy stuff. Uh-huh. And she's like, no, no, no. But like full moons, like seriously, the kids are all up the wall. I was like. <laughs> so just a regular but noticeable. Just a re- yeah, just a regular muggle that knew that full moons made people crazy. Absolutely. And um, and also like at the hospital, like if you look at tracking like um, empirical like records, like full moons, there's higher incidence. There's more um, activity at the ER, psych wards, all those things. Births. Just, there's more births? Yeah. Sure, babies want to come out. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So even if you aren't, like, fully immersed, but we know that you're listening, so you guys want to pick up <laughs> tips on how to really do this. And um, working with the moon is a really easy way for you to start living a little more brujita. Mm-hmm. And so it's a way for you to incorporate a little more smoothness into your life. It's a way for you to understand a little bit on um, um, the external influences that are coming in and sort of like incorporate it into your life. And it also really helps, you know, that we always speak about correspondences, but it really helps to give you like a base for when you're going to be working with ritual and when you're going to be working different um, magic works. Yeah. Okay. It adds a little oomph. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so let me get started first with, let's just go quickly over what the moon phases are Mm -hmm. and then and you have the moon phases too yes okay great and then we'll go into the moon phases and we'll go into each one and what they're good for yeah and give an example of like a working you could do with it absolutely okay so the first thing to note is that um the moon has a pattern of about 27.3 um rotation in a month and then they has two days to sort of like catch up it's its reset day which would be when you add it up as the void times Mm -hmm. during the month for a 29.5 Total. Oh, right. interesting. Yes. Um, and it will touch every single one of the planets during its monthly course. Okay. And the moon, we call it a luminary, but really the moon is a reflectory. It's mm-hmm. not really producing its own light. So it is based on the position of the moon and how it is, you know, with its orbit around Earth, how it, um, it blocks or doesn't block the sun. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's where um, the phases come in. And even when we see the moon, the full moon, we're only seeing half of it. Right. Right. So that's important to note because there's a certain area that's called quarter moon. And you're like, but it looks like half. Well, it's only it's a quarter of the whole thing. Right. right? Okay. So the new moon, right, is the beginning of um, when the moon is going to. So we're going to start from smallest to like growing. Yeah. Right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, so the new moon is basically when it's just that little sliver and it's just starting to, we're starting to see a little bit of illumination on it. Mm-hmm. And then comes the whole, and it's the incorporates the beginning of the whole waxing period. Right. Within the waxing period, we have um, the waxing crescent, 
we have the first quarter and the waxing gibbous. Okay, so those four, so the new moon, waxing crescent, first quarter, waxing gibbous are all part of that growth period. Right. Then we get to the full moon, which is when we're seeing like, the little shiny dollar, the right. whole thing, the circle. And then after that, we start with the waning period, which it also has four of it, which has the disseminating, and then it has the last quarter and the balsamic and the dark moon. And sometimes they're also called um, waning gibbous, last quarter, and waning crescent. Okay. Okay? So it just depends on the names that they use. Um, I, I, For me, waning and waxing, like... I know there's tricks, language tricks, but for me they're difficult. In Spanish, it's la menguante, and I like the word that word sounds. That nice. And so I like I usually use that one for waxing menguante because it means like menguinating, like going away, like oh. you know. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of there. So basically, you got about three days, two and a half to three days in each one of the the periods. That's what we got there. And mm -hmm. that's why you say like in astrology, because it's just happening so fast. That's why you kind of, that's why when I do the astrology predictions or forecast, I'm sorry, I don't really work with the moon that much because it changes, um, sign every two and a half days. Oh, wow. Not only does it change the phase, it also changes a sign. Okay. So they could oh, be wow. kind of interlocking. And so it's, it's going through a lot of change immediately. So you're like, Oh, it's waxing, but it's also in Virgo and then it's in Libra and you know, and so each day it influences and it changes. Wow. Like if you follow it hardcore, like I have a moon calendar, for example, and I, I um, you can follow it every single day and take note and you'll see like the combination of things, how they affect you. Yeah. There's even, um, theories on, birth right like when you were born what type of personality you have based on if you were born on waxing if you were born on waning if you were born on gibbous i was born on gibbous um the waning the waxing gibbous which is growing so we, that's people that are born in waxing gibbous tend to be overeaters really yeah so that's that's the only one i remember because of course it affected me because <laughs> of course and i was like I, I can't i can't do anything i'm gonna be round and voluptuous because i you know i was born waxing gibbous Yes. <laughs> I can't do anything about it. That's very cool. That's interesting. So, yeah, there's different than obviously, you know, we could study it and bring it in. I, I have a book at home about it, um, but I don't know them like off the top of my head. Yeah. But yeah, each um, phase has a personality. Interesting. That's so, very cool. It's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, you want to get started? Let's get started with the new moon. So, yeah, so new moon is just going to be newness, new beginnings. It's where you let that first idea come to you and just kind of be ready being open. That's kind of how I... Right, which is also um, a good time if you don't have an idea. It's also a good time to do, like, clarification yeah. work or if you need to um, see what's hidden, but it's not, like, necessarily bad, but, like, guidance, mm -hmm. um, for guidance, like... Oh, what path should I follow? Or it's a good day to do that type of work as well. And anything that you want to grow, anything that you that is like brand spanking new, that you really haven't started it yet, and you want to set the intention for it to grow, that's when you're going to be doing it. Right. And then one thing that I wanted to clear up, usually we do work, um, most people tend to use the new and the full moon as the two main markers and tend to celebrate the main and the full moon the new and the full moon and you know it's every it's every two weeks basically and so it's like twice a month and those are the big days um there are some workings that are definitely better to do them on the dark moon or the balsamic or the um waning and so those it's cool it's good to like look them up when you're going to do those workings but um many people think 
of the new moon work and think, oh, it's going to come to fruition by the full moon. And if it's something quick, it may, but usually it comes to fruition about six months later when the full moon of the sign is in. Interesting. So that's usually the time frame that you should be looking at it all growing and going through its ebbs and flows until that six month period. Okay. Because you have the new moon is always going to be in the sign that the Aston, the sun is in. So it's the like cancer season, Leo season, whatever. It, the new moon is going to correspond to that. Cool. Okay. Then six months later, the full moon is going to correspond to that sign. So that's why we say that six months later is the fruition point. It's the full moon. New moon does come to fruition on full moons, mm -hmm. but it's not the one two weeks later. It's that's, the one six months later. That's so interesting. Yeah. All correspondence is witchcraft. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> it is beautiful. <laughs> it is very beautiful. Um, so yeah, so that's, that is the new moon. And then we go into the waxing crescent, waxing crescent, right? So that's for beginnings. Um, and I think that there's good um, opportunity to have creativity there, mm -hmm. explore options. Um, if you have to do sort of divination to choose a path, that's a good time to do that. Um, what else do you got there? I've got just for new intentions. And it's like, it's when you like, if the new moon was, you found a seed, this waxing crescent is you're putting the seed in the ground. Sure. That makes good sense. Yeah. Then the first quarter, um, the first quarter is also, and is, I'm trying to look for the other name. Oh, so, oh I don't know. I just have it. You just have first quarter. quarter. Okay. Yeah. So first quarter is for taking action. So you're going to be drawing in all the practical tools and all of the resources that you need. So like, for example, if you want to, I don't know, start a... Let's say you're a fashion designer. I just remembered somebody. You're a fashion <laughs> designer and you're starting on your new collection and you want to draw in somebody that will be like your main model and that has a following and whatever. This would be the time of the month to do a ritual to meet that person. Okay. So like yeah. you're like, oh, this, you know, collection really reminds me of JLo. I really want, you know, a JLo type influencer and whatever. You put that intention in there. You're taking action. You're bringing in the tools. You're bringing in the like physical things that you need. Okay. So any ritual you would do could be for that. Okay. All right. For drawing things in. And the next one. And then I've got the waxing gibbous is the next one. And then I've got like refining, assessing, and choosing how to proceed. What do you think? Yeah. I also have like, um, it's moving forward. So you are already taking steps because you can't just stay ah, frozen. Right. But it's also... Um, Usually this is right before the full moon and lots of people feel a little bit of lag of energy mm -hmm. right before the full moon. So I've been sleeping for the last three days. <laughs> I'm wide uh, awake for the I, last three days. Yeah, it's, it, it <laughs> tends to be one or the other, right? Um, so when you are right there in that waxing gibbous, one good thing is to just like um, positive affirmations, mantras, things that will keep you taking the steps that you need oh. to do to be organized and to continue forward. Okay. Excellent. Next one. And then we're on to the full moon. On the full moon, baby. Like today. <laughs> yes. And I've got release and then sealing intentions. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So the full moon is, thank you. The The full moon is like the culmination of something. But remember, like, we want to look back at six months ago. What are we actually letting go of? What do we need to release? I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah. It's like the little jigsaw puzzle falling into place, right? Yeah. 
Um, and but it's also a time that we look at things and we're like, okay, it's complete. You know, like art. There's a certain point where, like, if you do a little bit more, you mess it up. Yeah. So it's like recognizing this is complete. This is done, and oh, it doesn't wow. have to be. It can be positive or it can be negative, right? Um, because it is the full shining of the light on that, and it's like recognizing, oh, this is complete. It is a fantastic day for, um, obviously, for manifestation, mm -hmm. and that's why the the one right before the waxing gibbous was all about like positive informations and men because you're leading up to that manifestation. Right. So it is a good day to do manifestation. Although usually you might do, you know, growth spells. You might do them at the beginning in the, with the new moon. This is still a good time. Like if you want like all that extra of mm -hmm. the moon, you might want to do it on the full moon, but it's really important to make sure that you're doing it on the full moon and probably like the day before, it's when that full moon is still in the growth and not in the bottom. Like it's like that roller coaster, right? We're going up the hill. Yeah. So try to do it when you're going up the hill. The full moon, we're at the top of it. And now we're going to go. Right. So try to do it like when you're going up. Okay. Um, let me see what else I got. Okay. It's great for divination. It gives extra power to ritual. It's good for legal healing, strength, fruition. Those are what I have for the full moon. Okay. And then always good, of course, practice to charge your crystals and um, make moon water. Uh, you can clean your tarot cards that way mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, or just use it for, like, using it for cleansing the space. Right. Like, you know, your home, setting up your um, your protections, mm -hmm. making your sigils, all the things that you might do all at certain times of the month. It's good to choose a moment that's easy to remember, and the full moon is definitely a moment that's easy to remember. Yeah. And not only that, it just has that extra like sinistry right that you feel like you're imbalanced that like you're motivated to do it and since it makes lots of people go <laughs> kind of right well, hair wire you're gonna have the energy for it yeah yeah so now let's go to the waning section oh yes wait so the waning gibbous mm -hmm. the waning gibbous is setting goals um and a lot of looking inward like your inward goals i guess it's clarity okay it's used for clarity so it's like knowing what you're supposed to be doing mm -hmm. um if you've released something if you've left something go it's showing gratitude and respect for what you've let go not just like dissing on it because oh i let it go but like giving gratitude and respect like okay i've let you go um, and looking inward to yourself for clarity of the mind and of why, you know, this wasn't good for you, why these patterns had to change and things like that. Right. Okay. Then the last quarter. Yeah. So I just write it. I have it as the third quarter. Third quarter, last quarter. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, I have forgiveness and letting go. Forgiveness and letting go. I have um, letting go, but it's also banishing. Okay. So it's the time to let it go, but you're like chopping it off cutting and letting it out yeah you're cutting the cord it's a good time to do that and it's um stopping bad habits is really good there for your work that you do here mm -hmm. like yes. if you like that time that last quarter is, oh, is really good for that that's good to know mm -hmm. okay yeah um and then we have the next one uh so the waning crescent mm -hmm. and i've got uh that this is the point at which you surrender to what you've manifested right so it's reflection it's surrender it's like Okay, I don't know shit. Just leave me. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, it's like you know, we, we fight so much. Yes. And we try to control things so much. It's the point where it's just like, you know what? You're right. I don't know. I, You know better. And this is why everything came up. And this is why I've been fighting against it. But 
just okay whatever it's that surrender it's the yeah okay cosmic energy <laughs> do your thing and put me somewhere else and hopefully you've been doing your work so you're ready to like right. surrender and let go right and then we have the dark moon mm-hmm. which is that recharge reset kind reset, of button yeah. and it's basically rest a little bit of shadow work meditation and it's integrating everything that just happened from that full moon to there it's like what did i let go what no longer serves me was i grateful for the experience and like i integrated what i've learned into my tools right not that i'm gonna go out and do the same thing next month and just like clarity how does not having that or how does you know what it did serve what it did teach me how does that serve me from here on because i'm going to start a new cycle of growth a new cycle of new intentions how does how can i bring that in and so that's what it is. Nice. Yep. Excellent. It's, you know, and then it, you can use the moon phases to determine everything, right? Like if you are going to break up with somebody, mm-hmm. it's easier to break up with somebody or give them bad news or fire them or whatever. The, like they're going to accept it a lot easier if it's in that, you know, um, waning dissemination, the waning gibbous. Oh, yeah. okay. The waning, they're going to be like, oh, sure, chill. Like, if it's in the new one, then it's probably going to be, like, it, for them, it's going to feel, like, overwhelming. So, like, if you um, fire somebody, like, in the waxing gibbous, mm-hmm. getting fired is going to seem like, or being broken up is going to seem, like, huge. Like, this is horrible. The worst thing, right? These are but, some really good hot tips. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> it's the, um, lots of people, there, there are actually courses, complete courses, like, um, lunar business. So, how to run your business based on the moon phases. So, like, when to do accounting, when to pay your vendors, when really? to hire people, when to do marketing, all based on the moon phases combined with those little oh, planets. Oh, that's dope. That's cool. It's very cool. Um, combined with the planets, with what the planets are doing. Oh, you know, I've got, you know, when is it better to go out and do a new launch? Obviously, towards the new moon or the wane, a waxing um, crescent. Mm-hmm. Waxing give us. <gasps> they're difficult names. I'm sorry. <laughs> And creciente y menguante, they just seem a lot easier in Spanish, okay? And um, so, and then you combine it, but it's like, oh, it, it's a waxing gibbous in Scorpio. That's good for investigations, right? right? But it's not good for like a marketing campaign. Okay. Just wait two more days. You're still in waxing. I can't wait. And wait until Sagittarius when it's going to be like enthusiastic and Every travel. Two days and is so fast. It's two and a half, it's yeah. Crazy. It's super fast. So just wait two days. It's still going to be in waxing and just wait until it changes to Sag. If it's like creativity and like, you know, right. um, travel or campaigns or marketing, because then it's going to go viral. Right. Oh, but if you do it in Scorpio, it's going to be like, you know, it's going to be like melancholy and, <laughs> you know, going inward and sort of like investigative and right. stuff like that. So you just combine things and you do all the different elements. What would this element benefit the most? If you want to go super hardcore, you can combine it with the chart of the business because the businesses have their charts too. And then you'll be like just doing things every, what, 10 minutes? No, <laughs> no, because the chart will tell you um, what the natural aspects are of the company. Just like you and I have our charts. So like, for example, my moon and my Neptune are in my first house, right? Mm-hmm. So my moon and Neptune, that's like, I feel who I am and I really feel like I don't feel disconnected from who I am. I'm really myself and my, because the moon is the emotions, but my Neptune right is a little foggy right so the that fogginess doesn't let me see anything bad about myself 
And that's why I'm like super confident. It's, it has nothing to do with how I was raised. It's just because my moon and my and my Neptune are conjunct. So I have like this, you know. That fucking works though. So. <laughs> it's dope. <laughs> um, you know, and that's why like I might not see my errors or I might not see things that I do wrong because, you know, for me, I'm peachy and green, you know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm beautiful. And my emotions are like, and I believe it because my emotions are telling me that, yeah, I'm cool. Yeah. And so, but somebody that has, let's say, in their first house, they might have something a little more um, Uranus, right? So then they're like all the time unsatisfied and they want to change things all the time. So it doesn't allow them to have any stability because they think that the secret is to break everything and start over. Oh. Right? So it just depends on what you have. So businesses are the same thing. So a company, and I'd, I'd have to look them up, but a company that has, let's say, an Uranus in the first house or in the, or in the, in the rising sign, it, they better be in tech and, you know, something that's innovative and changing things all the time. Because if they're, like, making food, that's not going to be good for them. Right? Because food, you need consistency. Yeah. People want to go back and eat the same thing yeah. because it tasted good. And you have to be able to replicate it thousands and thousands upon thousands of times. Mm-hmm. So it's just, that's just the way it works. Huh. That's so, very cool. Yeah. Let's go for a couple of um, the most, I think, prosperity. Okay. Okay. So I think everybody loves money. Everybody wants to do prosperity. So you can do prosperity, I would say, anytime between the new moon and the full moon. Mm-hmm. I personally do prosperity normally on full moons, especially like the one that we have today which is um, a full moon in an earth sign because it's in Capricorn. And it's also, yeah, I just like that combination. Mm -hmm. Or if not, I would rather, like, if it's a full moon in something watery, watery or air, it just goes away, right? I would rather the new moon in an earth sign. Oh, okay. For, yeah, to do that prosperity. Right. So just, like, look which one ends up being better. Right. Right? Okay. So... I, I tend to do, like, my prosperity work at home, my my little pumpkin. I switch that out every new moon that is in an earth sign. Cool. All right. Yeah. But my prosperity spells, which I don't do often because I want to give them time to work, like, the last time I did one was in April 2020. Okay. And it was it was a full moon in, it was a super moon. Was it, maybe it was May. I don't remember. It was, it was during COVID. It was, like, the beginning of COVID. And so it was a full moon and an earth sign, and it was a super moon. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it here. And so uh, it's been working. Amazing. That's yeah. very cool. So I, it's like having a lot of intentionality behind the work you're going to be doing. But I think those are definitely, like, look for not only the new or the full or even, like, growing, right? But um, new or full and just try to match it up more with the earth signs. Okay. Okay. Then. Um, How about love? Love. <laughs> I guess it depends on if love is your partner already or if you want a new love mm-hmm. and the history of the relationship. I would say calling in. I feel like calling, calling in is in. usually what people... Yeah, well, I mean, it might be my experience, but lots of, like, on the Brujeria 101 the forum, everybody wants their ex back. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know... That would be more, and you, you want them to come back. So I think that there is more of a little bit of that last quarter um, because it's like right. letting things go and stopping bad habits. It's like, is this person my bad habit and I have to stop them? <laughs> like stop, I have to quit them? Or is it actually like letting things go? Like the things that are making you rencoroso, like um, 
no um, rencor. It's like, like you can't like let go of something and you keep bringing it up even though you forgave them. Oh, I don't know a word for that, uh -huh. but I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got back holding together. On. You're holding on, yeah. right? And you don't, and you can't let go of something. And then, so the last quarter would be good because if you really want your relationship, like your win your relationship with like a person that you've had difficulties with, and you want to bring that love back, then that the last quarter is good because you're letting go of the things like you know. They lied to me or they did this or oh, all those, you know, yeah. and then you actually can like put it in a box, get over it and move on with the relationship. If it's for new love, I would do new moon. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, so we got prosperity, love, health, health, um, health is good in full moon because you want all that extra strength, all that extra right. lunar energy coming in, all that extra, you know, light coming in and just to, to manifest as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So I would do health probably in the full moon, unless it's something, again, you look at it, right? right. So if it's like cancer and you want it to go away, then you want to do it in the banishing, mm -hmm. right? Um, if it's, um, you want to get pregnant, then you might want to do it in the waxing, right? Right. So it just depends on what you're working on. Mm -hmm. Same thing with legal. You go with full, but if you you know, want justice, then you might want the balsamic, but if you want just uh, something good and fortunate for you, then you want the and the waxing. Right, 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 right. So it just depends on what you're looking for. Yeah. Right? How about... Oh, we're at 25 minutes. Oh, we're good then. <laughs> any, any last one you can think of? Um, I was going to say, so for like the blood moon, the super moon, a blue moon, mm -hmm. do you, I mean, I know that those So are super moons are just that the moon close. is closer physically to the earth. So they look bigger. Mm -hmm. You can feel like the light more. I think that people really connect with it visually because we are very visual as a species. Mm -hmm. And I personally do attribute like super moons to having a little more because okay. they are closer and the closer it is, the more it's going to affect you. Right. Um, the tides get higher, all those things. So why wouldn't, right. you know, your intentions set under it also receive a high, right? right? Um, the blue moon is the 13th full moon in the year. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen um, all, every single, no, it does happen every single year. That Ooh. it was every two. It's every, yeah, it's every couple of years. Yeah. I'm like, it doesn't happen every single year. I was, I was right my, my first, <laughs> and then I'm like, stop myself. Wait. Um, so yeah. So it's every, um, just. A couple of years we have a blue moon which is when there is 13 full moons in the year and what was the other one uh blood i th i think that's just based on color but I'm not sure oh, okay do you have any info uh, i i mean i just know it's blood moon when it appears orange but i wasn't right, sure just, i don't remember if that was a specific i don't thing. if you want to oh. mention a little bit of the ones that are um specific oh yeah uh, so there are names for each moon of the month. I, um, up here in the U.S., it's a, kind of based on, we believe, Native American, more traditions and stories. So, like, in January, it's the wolf moon because that's when you begin to hear the howling of the wolves. The animals start to come out from hibernation. In February, you've got the quickening or the snow moon. And quickening is described as, like, that first feeling in pregnancy when you can first feel the baby. The flutter. Yeah, and so the... February is supposed to be like things start to flutter and grow a little bit again. Um, in March is the worm moon when the worms kind of start coming out of the ground. It's also known as the sap moon, which I'm guessing that's maple probably more syrup. east coast. It's yeah, it's because of maple sap. Mm -hmm. And then we've got pink moon for the um, pale for the pale flowers that start blooming, and also for the really the signs of new life and birth is very pink. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, flower moon is the next in May, and that's just because the wildflowers are crazy in May. Got the strawberry moon for a good harvesting straw, harvesting strawberries. Good. The June, well, yeah, yeah. In June. it's June, yeah. And then um, buck moon is going to be in July, and that is because antlers shed, uh, shed or bucks shed their antlers every year, and then they regrow. Nice. Um, we've got the sturgeon moon in August because I I guess that just has probably when they spawn. Turn. Yeah, they spawn, they hatch. I guess yeah. yeah. And then uh, corn moon is what we call it in Arizona. Um, harvest, but harvest moon, yeah. And this sort of harvesting corn. The next one's going to be the hunter's moon when all the crops have been harvested, and then the hunters can I guess see a lot better. Right, and, and it's and the animals are out and about looking for food before they go to hibernation. Right. So and they're nice and fat, and that's the one that you want to yep. you know eat. So. And then I've got the morning moon or the beaver moon. I've heard it morning moon for November, cause, and I always thought it was because it was that was the month of the Day of the Dead. Um, mm. But I don't. But I don't know. I've only yeah, I don't. And then beaver moon was because it was supposed to be uh, the last month to set beaver traps, and then January or December bringing in the cold moon, <coughs> which is adequate and apt. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I personally like obviously living here in the Northwest, I can see that, but I know that it's not the same like in Puerto Rico in Mexico and every country has its own names. Like in, um, like in the Southern hemisphere in Australia, New Zealand and so mm-hmm. forth, the Maori, they have their own names for the, for the moons that correspond to what their reality yeah, is. Yeah. Their physical, yeah, things physical that are seasons so cool. that are happening. Yep. So that's what we got there. Yeah. You want me to roll? Yep. And we're start astrology in August. Okay, astrology in August. We start the month on the first coming off from a new moon that was happening the day before, on the 31st. Yeah. Um, but nada, the, the important thing here with the beginning of August is that we have something that... Um, well, astrologers can't really tell you what's going to happen because it's never happened before yet in our lifetime because it's not very frequent. And it is the Mars-Uranus North Node conjunction, okay? And so it's the first time, like, in our life period that we're getting it. So we're going to see what happens. But when you think of Uranus, which is, like, the interrupter, the let's make things new, let's, you know, Mm -hmm. shake things up, let's revolutionize things. And you think of Mars, which is, you know, a war sign, and it's like, let's go... (laughs) stomp on people that don't agree with me and north node which is like where we're headed and we're headed towards taros and it's like what and you know what we're supposed to to obtain or what we're supposed to um achieve right and we're yeah we're in the north node is and they just shifted in november of last year Mm -hmm. and so this year the north nodes shifted and the the north node is taros and the south node is scorpio so north node is what we're supposed to be aiming for Mm -hmm. And South Node is what we're supposed to be leaving behind. And this pattern runs for about 18 months. Mm-hmm. Okay? So we're in it all this year and a little bit of next year. Okay? And so Taros controls, it's a Venus, right, planet? So it controls everything that has to do with home, stability, finances, agriculture, environment, all those little tiny details. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you bring in that, you know, Uranus, North Node, Mars, kind of shake up. That is why lots of people are feeling um, unsettled mm-hmm. right now because it's a, a crescendo sort of energy and it's growing towards that peak at the beginning of between the 1 and the 3 of August. Mm-hmm. The 1st and the 3rd, sorry. So that's why people are feeling like unsettled. Okay. Okay. Um, I just tell people the transits so that they kind of understand 
how it's going to impact them. And I don't do predictive astrology. Um, but if you want some predictive astrology, there's a couple of people out there on YouTube that will tell you what they think that means. Um, Can I ask who, who do you follow on YouTube? I follow Jessica Lignal. Okay. I think that's how you pronounce it. L-A-N. I'll, I'll, you'll put it in show notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then the... So, you know, then on Monday the 1st, we also have the Mars conjunct Uranus, which is that desire for change. Mm -hmm. And how do you bring that about, right? The second, we have Lamas, which is one of the Sabbaths of the year. It's one of the eight um, in the witchy calendar. It's one of the eight celebrations. It's also sometimes called the first harvest. It's also called, do you know, Luga, Luga Thansa? It's a, it's a Germanic word. I can't pronounce it. Uh -oh. Sorry. Um, it's basically the beer and bread celebration you put a really so. spanish spin on that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so you gotta go and you gotta you know get some pretzels and beer and nice. that's definitely the celebration okay. for that okay because it's when the wheat came up oh yeah yeah um that day um venus will be sextiling uranus and mars because mars and uranus are together remember they're conjunct so venus is going to be sextiling them which is a smaller energy but when she comes in you know i think this is a really good kink day Okay. I think it's a good day, good day for like um, not feeling stuffy. <laughs> Maybe the second? Yeah, that is the second. Okay. Maybe stuffed, but not stuffy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and then you know, you're going to be eating, you're eating pretzels. So, you know, you go totally goes. One thing goes into the other. <laughs> then Wednesday the 3rd, you have Mercury goes into Virgo. So uh, Mercury lasts about a month in each sign. Um, except and so about three weeks and a half like 23 24 days so mercury's gonna go into virgo that is a very productive mind it's when your brain is working it's like problem solving it's looking for patterns it's putting things organizing things so the rest of august basically you can expect your brain to be working like targeted okay, okay. um thursday friday the, that week they're pretty chill well at least i didn't write anything down so it's just moon aspects then on Saturday the 6th, the moon is squaring Mercury. Um, can't understand my handwriting. Oh, okay, sure. Okay, so the moon is your emotions, right? Mm -hmm. And Mercury is like your mind and what you're thinking. So when the moon and the, and the, when your emotions are facing off or kind of like looking at like, do you want to pick a fight with me kind of aspect um, with your brain, that's kind of what you get. And so what we're going to get is a lot of people like trying to defend their values or like you're wrong and I'm right because of this and whatever. And so that's that kind of energy. So if you know that that's happening, then you can kind of like rein yourself in and like, I don't need to, you know, die on this hill or I don't need to, you know, preach to anybody or I don't need to convince anybody. I know what I know and I know how I feel about it. And, you know, right. either that or you can just go full on tilt. You know, <laughs> I, I mentioned it already. Okay. Then the seventh, we have the Mars is squaring Saturn. I've talked about this um, before. That is basically like, you know, like when you're a horse and you have the, they're pulling on your reins and you can't go as fast as you want. Or when you're trying to push the pedal of the gas and the brake at the same time. Uh -huh. Because Mars wants you to go. And Saturn is like, whoa, take a chill. What's the plan? Where are you headed? Is that a useful plan? And Mars is just like, let's go. <laughs> so, um, if when they're conjunct, it's beautiful because it's giving energy to the discipline, but they're not conjunct here. They're squaring each other, right. which is, you know, squaring off. 
and they're squaring off. Yeah, they're 90 degrees of each other. Okay, so sometimes that brings up frustration, and because you you want to do more than you can. Okay. Then um, on the eighth, it's what they call a Lionsgate portal. This is it always happens eight eight right oh. because it's August eighth and oh. so. Is that like a cult thing? It's not a cult. Well, was there a cult thing? <laughs> oh, probably. I don't know. All right. Anyways. Anyways, um, so this day the Orion Belt lines up with the Sun and the Sirius um yeah. asteroid. Okay, and so they all line up, and this is something that you know probably way back when like the astrologers could see it like before you know solar fire or any of these things, um, and like in certain countries like it's super like lucky day oh cool right because it's all lined up and it's a really good day for manifestation it's a good day for you to um you know put forth your intentions and what you want to happen in other things besides the portal um the sun will be trining chiron which is is it's it's nice um because you know chiron is the wounded healer but eventually he becomes the master. He becomes the teacher. Mm -hmm. So the sun trining Chiron is a period where you're seeing that together, where you're seeing that process, where you're not just like wallowing in your sorrow or in your past life lessons. It's like, oh, how can I actually help somebody and support somebody with the information I've gained from my past traumas? So that's that kind of energy. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's nice to that. Um, and then we have Venus up, up, um, in opposition to Pluto which is pure jealousy, possessiveness, pure stalker thing, thingamajig. So if you combine them and manifest that, you know, this loser that's being, you know, following me is not going to work and, you know, and, and I can help others get over their own traumas or whatever. I don't know. You can put it together, but it's mostly more positive than negative. Then the ninth and the 10th, we're just feeling the feels while we get to the full moon on the 11th. Okay. <laughs> On the 11th, you know, it's just, and it's actually a more calculated one because it's full moon in Aquarius, which is a little bit more in their heads, a little more like, okay, what do we need to do? But it is ruled by Uranus, which is, you know, conjunct with that Mars energy at that time. Um, it is an, it's the third of the full, of the super full moons. Okay. And the sun will be squaring Uranus at that time. And... Mars is going to be sextiling Neptune. So it's definitely looking for a way to have flexibility. It's looking for a way to how to, like you said, right? The pandemic, what did it teach us? It taught us that we can be flexible, that yeah. we can we're get adaptable. over, we're adaptable. We can get over anything. So that's kind of that energy that's coming in and that sun squaring around us. It's like, shit, I don't want to, but I know I can. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that's the air. Um, that same day, Venus goes into Leo, which is also like for a month sort of what happened. So what do we have when we have Venus and Leo? We have like grand gestures. We have bold. We have I want fun. We want, you know, orgasms. so we want <laughs> orgasms because it's in the fifth house. Right. Um, so it's just like, look at me. Look how beautiful I am. Look how great of a lover I am. Aren't you lucky that you're with me? <laughs> it's that kind of energy. Right. Very grand dame kind of thing. The 12th, um, the moon is void from 4 a.m. to 11 a.m. And mm, it's square to Mars. So it's feeling a little short in temper or just like ugh, a little irritated kind of energy going on there. That's it. That's what I have for the beginning of August. Basically, the most important thing is that um, Mars-Uranus-North Node conjunction in Taurus. And 
we'll find out what it means. Yeah. Oh, we will yeah. all find out. Sheesh, that sounds very daunting. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Okay, today for herbs, I am going to be talking a little bit about allspice. Allspice is uh, considered masculine. It's going to be, its correspondences are Mars and fire. Magically, you're going to see it associated with money, luck, and healing. Medicinally, it is an anti-inflammatory, promotes really good digestive health. Uh, Relief from hypertension is another one, and it's an antioxidant. Allspice is native to Jamaica, but now grows in several Central American states. Mayans used allspice for embalming as well as uh, to cure and preserve meats. Allspice is uplifting. It increases energy and determination, and that's what really makes it useful in those healing spells. All right. So allspice is widely considered lucky and is used to bring in business, fortune, luck and money matters, or luck as well uh, in games of chance, like gambling type stuff. Add allspice to a success spell to help beat any corruption. Carry whole berries in your pocket when you're anxious and it's supposed to work as a calming calming agent. Allspice in the pocket uh, during interviews or if you dust your hands with it before you're like shaking the hand of your interviewer, that's supposed to really help you um, become off really successful and just do well in that interview. So yeah, that's a little bit about Allspice this week. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with another episode the week after next. But in the meantime, you can email us at thebrewhousebroadcast at gmail.com. For me, Dion, you can find my artwork at lasprimasmaritas.com. Or for booking healing work, I'm at unusualhealing.com. Or sdlunacy on Instagram. Great. And for me, Sasha, you can find me on Facebook with Brujeria 101. And you can all find me on Instagram as Brujeria 101S. (laughs) Because somebody had the 101. And I also have Brujeria101.com. And there we'll have like um, response buttons that you can push to book like palm readings or natal charts and stuff like that. Great. Thank you so much. 